Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Thank you for letting me share with you this morning. Um, during uh, worship, the second song, Joy, you know, the really fun, fast one, that I have to contain myself not to go kind of crazy. Um, you know, I was just thinking the, the story of David really flooded my mind when David started dancing before the Lord and his wife looking through the window and, and despising him for doing it. And I was just really thinking about that story and how, um, you know, she was despising him because, you know, you're a king, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, you know, how, how, how you look in front of people really matters, right? Because you're a king, you should be carrying yourself like noble and, you know, don't, don't do that. And, and his response was like, I'll be even more un- undignified. And it's really because, this has nothing to do with my message, by the way, this is just free this morning, but, um, but it's really because he had a deep conviction on the inside of what God had done for him. And so he went and danced before the Lord because he's like, God, you're so good. You've done everything for me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dance before you with all my might. Something I was thinking about, though, was, doesn't say this, but this is what I think. I think Michael didn't just despise him because he was... Um, cutting loose in front of people, I think she wanted that freedom. I think she wanted to be able to have that freedom that he had to dance before the Lord. And so there was something in her heart that's like, I wish I could do that. So I don't know if any of you have ever felt like that before, that you just, you know, there's something in you that's so uncomfortable to even lift a hand to God or, you know, sometimes we could even be judgmental or critical of sometimes what that looks like for other people. But I want to encourage you today, worship is not lifting your hands. Worship is not dancing before the Lord. Worship comes straight out of your heart to God. So whatever that looks like for you. And you know what? God is calling us as a church to kind of step out of our comfort zone and step into a heart heart relationship with God that says, Lord, I'm going to praise you when it's uncomfortable. I'm going to step out a little bit, and maybe it's just a little bit at a time. Maybe it's just I'm going to press in and not worry about what people think or what I look like or what maybe even my own mind says that is this just my emotions? Is this just my, let me tell you all over the book of Psalms, and we'll We'll get into our worship series later on in the year, I believe, but later, uh, it, all over the book of Psalms, it says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Are other people around you in the sanctuary? Yes, they are. It says all over, in the great assembly, I will pay my vows. I will lift up my hands and bless your name. And so don't be afraid of your own mind, of your own maybe fear of what you look like or just the uncomfortability of getting out of your comfort zone a little bit and being able to say, God, I want to worship you with my whole heart. And that, that looks different for all of us. So there's no, there's no judgment in that. But I just wanted to throw that out there that I think there was a little bit of a 
in Michael, I think there's a little bit of, I want, I want that freedom. And so, Lord, may we all have that freedom to dance before you, to, to love you with our whole hearts, Lord. That, that, that expression on the outside is just what's happening on the inside. It's not an act. It's not a show. It's not emotionalism, Lord. But it's, but it's something that you're truly doing in us, God, that as we worship you, it's an expression, and it's a sacrifice, a praise to you, God. And I pray that you would, you would help us all, Lord, bring that to you. Bring a sacrifice, a praise to you. And, Lord, as we do, we thank you that you meet us right where we're at, Lord, and that you do incredible things in opening up our hearts in ways that haven't been before, in new and fresh ways, I declare, over every one of us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, would you turn to Galatians 6, 9 today? I just, um, I really felt like there's many of us, probably in this room today, that you might be in a season of uh, maybe you got out of, but you've been in before, maybe you're in it right now of battling and, and you are, you're fighting the good fight of faith. You are in a situation that you might feel is hopeless. You might feel is just wearing you down, maybe beating you up. Maybe you just need extra strength. But Galatians 6, 9 is the scripture that the Lord really put on my heart today. It says this, and let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. I want to read it to you in the message. It says this. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good at the right time. Everybody say at the right time. Ouch. We will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Say, don't give up or quit. Say, I won't give up or quit. I won't give up or quit. In Jesus' name. So I believe that there is some breakthrough that we are on the, the brink of, not only as a church, but in our individual lives. Just this overwhelming compassion. Um, I've been praying for you every day, every day. David and I get up and we pray for you. And we declare God's blessing over you, breakthrough over you, provision over you. There is breakthrough coming, people of God. Do not give up. Let us not grow weary while doing good. We will reap if we don't lose heart. Um, so... My word for you today is encouragement. I'm gonna, you're going to walk out of here filled to overflowing with some tools because we need tools to win in life. We need to understand what God's word means. We can say, let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we will. But how do you not grow weary? How, how do you not grow weary? How do you not lose heart? And that's what I want to talk to you today. Um, I want to tell you a quick story. In um, 2010, so Dave and I have been married over 20 years. Woo! I know I got married when I was five, but um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, 
in 2010, our youngest son, we have three boys, our youngest son at the beginning was about four. He was turning five in May. And um, we lived in a... So a 1,400 square foot, which is wonderful, amazing house. We lived there for nine years. God um, supernaturally provided the house. You know, buying a house in Southern California for a young couple with three kids is miraculous. Let me just say it that way. It is miraculous. But God did this miraculous thing. And so we were living in this wonderful house that God just provided for us. And we were so happy Things were going awesome. At the beginning of 2010, we were praying about the year, and God just dropped something on my heart and said, I have a different house for you. And I was not discontent. I was not asking God for it. And I was like, okay, why, Lord? And he's like, because I want you to stretch out a little bit. I want you to, I want the boys, you know, the boys are getting older, and I want you guys to have a little bit more space. And so I was like, okay, like, I'm not sure how, you know, that seems quite impossible because we're settled here. I have no, you know, there's no reason. There's no, no reason to even want to move except for, yes, three boys need more space. <laughs> Amen. I, t- I remember telling David that and he's like, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> kind of like, uh, girl, you need to go back and pray again. So I just, I, I just started praying about it, kind of tucked it away. But, you know, when God puts something on your heart, it's not just because it makes sense. Like there's a whole plan of God in it. There's something connected to people, to the blessing of your family, the blessing of, there's, there's all kinds of things attached to it, right? It's not just for our own little comfortable world. It's he, he's thinking about all kinds of people we need to reach, we need to touch, we need to, I mean, his plan is so, so beyond what we can, so we don't want to limit God. So I just started praying about it and said, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you and thank you for, thank you for our house. (laughs) Thank you for the house that you have for us. And so um, I started praying about it. In May of that year, um, David got a call and said, hey, from the pastor at our church where we were on full-time staff and said, hey, go look at this house. Something really miraculous happened and this will be our new parsonage. Like, parsonage for the church. And if you guys are interested in it, it's yours. You guys, you guys can move into it. So we go look at this house. Beautiful home. Sits up on the hills. You can see the entire, I mean, this view, you guys, is like, like beautiful. You could see the entire valley. You could see the Disneyland fireworks every night. It was just, I knew that it was the Lord. We didn't buy the house. We didn't own the house. God supernaturally provided that house. Let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season you will reap if you don't lose heart. I just start, I kept saying, thank you, Lord. I'm not going to grow weary. I'm not going to give up. You, you, you put that in my heart. And so I'm going to keep pressing through and keep trusting you with it. Five months after that, so it took 11 months, 11 months to, we moved into the house. Here's the cool part, too. Some of our very best friends moved into the house that we were living in, lived there for two years. It was a tremendous blessing to their family. And then David's mom, and she's living in that house today. David's mom moved into the house after that. There was a whole series of blessing that God had attached to us moving 
to this house in which that house that we lived in was used for, for many church events. And I mean, just thing after thing after thing I could tell you about that. But if I would have given up, if I would have said, forget it, we would have never, we would have never, that, would, that never would have happened. And all the, the little things and big things that God did while we were living in that house and, and the, the people whose lives were touched through that whole process, that would have never happened. And so let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, you'll reap if you don't lose heart. There's two knots. Everybody say two knots in this scripture that I want to touch on. Are you guys with me? Everybody awake? Are you alive? Do you need to give your neighbor a good slap real quick? <laughs> There's two knots. The first knot is let's not grow weary. The very first thing, because I have four kids that comes to my mind when I think of weary, is being on a long road trip with kids. Is everybody, all the parents said amen. When you are in a car with children, I don't mean my, I don't, I'm not talking about my teenage sons now. I'm talking about my, when they were younger. And this is not a diss to kids because I genuinely think kids are absolutely phenomenal. But in the car for too long, Oh, Lord, help us, Jesus. <laughs> we need to pray. <laughs> we need to pull over and we just, we need to get some snacks and let him run about 12 laps around <laughs> somewhere. But, ah, when are we going to get there? I'm tired. Then they start fighting, right? And, they, and that, it makes me want to crawl out of my skin. Like, I'm going to jump out the window. If they do not be quiet. <laughs> right? Do you guys ever hear kids whining? You get weary. We sound like that sometimes, probably to God. I'm tired. When is this going to change? Are you guys with me? Is it just me that sounds like that? <laughs> Listen, the, the problem with letting ourselves get weary is that's what it leads to. It leads to complaining. It leads to ungratefulness. And it leads to a lot. It just It's kind of like an open door because we just, we let ourselves get worn down. And then we're so much more vulnerable. We're so much more vulnerable to the things that the enemy wants to now play on our emotions, beat us up even more. Make us even feel even more defeated, which is a lie, because we're not, unless we let, let him. See what I'm saying? So why does I always say, let us not grow weary? There's, there's a way to not grow weary. And kids complaining in the car, it's like, one, two, three, quiet. Whoever wins gets $100. <laughs> no talking. It's worth it. It's worth it. Just kidding. I mean, you want to say that to yourself, like, you will win $100. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. The second knot, the second knot is do not lose heart. And this is, this is so important. Do not lose heart. Because when you lose heart, you lose your hope. 
you lose your vision, you can't see clearly, you lose your way and you ultimately give up. And so why does the Bible say all over the place, but it says guard your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Why does the Bible say too, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, the words coming out of our mouth are very important because we see what's going on in our heart. And that's so, 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 so important that we stop and realize what's in my heart. Have I lost heart? Have I given up in an area that God's saying, you, you have to go back and you gotta, you gotta not lose heart. You gotta let the Lord, let me, let my word restore what the enemy, what circumstances, maybe sometimes we even let get depleted and diminished. How do we not grow weary? How do we not lose heart? In Isaiah 40, 31, it says this. And I really feel like this message is, it, it's a really good segue into what we're going into next week with prayer in the month of August. Prayer, prayer is the key to victorious living. We have to learn how to pray. So we're going to go into this month. You need to be here. Don't miss it. Bring people. It's going to revolutionize our lives, me included. God is calling us to be a people of prayer. And we are called to win this city to Jesus. The lost, the broken, the hurting. We are going to win them to Jesus. And the enemy has no say-so. Amen? Amen. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who wait. Everybody say, wait. wait. Say it kind of painfully. Wait. On the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be Oh, that was so weak. They shall run and not be. They shall walk and not faint. Okay, last week, we were in Hot Springs, Arkansas. It was awesome. Was that pretty good? Um, with, our, with our kids. And it was just a really fun time. We loved it. Hot Springs is a really cool place if you haven't been. We did a bunch of fun stuff, but we rented a boat, and we went on, out on Lake Hamilton. And um, we, you know, our boys have really never, they're kind of city boys, and so we haven't done a ton of, David, you're a total city boy, babe. You grew up in Southern California, kind of concrete city, and so being out here is like a whole new world. <laughs> and so we... We rented a boat, rented a, you know, one of the inner tube rafts that you pull behind. And so it was really fun. I'm like, babe, go slow. I grew up doing this from Northern California. My dad grew up in Lake Tahoe, total mountain man, all of his brothers. So we, I, I'm pretty good outdoors, surprisingly. But so like, babe, go slow. You know, let's see how they do. Well, they want to go faster and faster and faster. So he's throwing the boys off from the raft and they're just having a blast. So me and Zoe get out there. And so, um, I, you know, I'm watching my sons who, you know, Miles and David, they got these guns. I mean, 
they are ripped. They have been in wrestling for the last couple years, and they work out like 12 hours a day. Well, at least it seems like that. And they are just super strong, and I didn't realize how strong. So they're pulling themselves up on the raft. You know, there's, there's the handles, and they're just pulling themselves up real, like, easily. And so I get out there not really thinking, like, it's going to be an issue. And we've got our life vests on, and I'm, like, pushing Zoe up on the inner tube, <laughs> and I'm trying to get up. And all that's going through my head is, like, you are so weak. <laughs> you are so weak. You haven't worked out in, like, a year. And I just felt so convicted. I was like, Lord. Okay, from this point on, and Miles is like, after I get done, and I, I mean, I could barely get, so they're pulling me back. I have to climb up the ladder and get back on the raft, and I'm just like, Miles is like, Mom, it's time. It is time. He's like, I'm writing out a plan for you when you get home. You're going on the plane. <laughs> so, I was, uh, so when I was, when I was reading the scripture, those who wait on the Lord... Those who work out shall renew their strength. Those who work out, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. I was thinking of mount up. <laughs> That's the scripture I was thinking of out in the water. They shall mount up. I need to mount up onto this raft and I'm not strong enough. And that's how we feel so much of the time in life. We don't feel strong enough sometimes because we're weary. And I was getting more and more tired from trying to, you know, I'm keeping Zoe and I'm worried because that's our first time out there. And, you know, we both are out in the middle of the water. And I'm, I'm like, are there boats around? Are there, you know, all these things going through your head, trying to push her up there. And I, I'm thinking, this is life. This is how you feel in life sometimes. You start getting tired. You know, you're, you're pulling yourself up and you're like, I'm getting weary. I'm getting tired. I don't know if I can do this. And I don't want to put her in danger and all these thoughts. But the Bible says those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount it with wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. This promise is for those. Who is that for? Those who wait on the Lord. It's not based on our limited views of if I'm good enough. No, no, this is for everyone who will wait on the Lord. Will you wait on the Lord? What does it mean to wait on the Lord? I want to read you a couple more scriptures. Psalm 27, 13 through 14 says, listen to this, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait, or wait in faith on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And then Psalm 28, 7 says this, the Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart, trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices and with my song I will praise him. Let me say to you today that I really believe that the word is showing us and telling us that prayer 
and worship are two of our most powerful tools for victorious living. Wait on the Lord and praise him with your song. Wait on the Lord. It says in Psalm 27, wait in faith. You don't wait by saying, I hope you do this, God. Are you going to do this? Are you going to do it? No, wait in faith. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of living. I'm going to see it now. This is the land of the living. Like, this is, this is it. And I would have lost heart. I would have given up. I would have quit if I hadn't believed. That's faith. It's, you, you believe before you see it. You believe what God's word says because God's word says it. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God, of the Lord in the land of living. Wait in faith on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Look to your neighbor and tell him, just wait. Just wait. We... We don't lose heart because we pray and wait on the Lord and we worship and sing. Joshua 1.9 says this. Have I not commanded you? Every say, everybody say, have I not commanded you? Say, it's a commandment. Be strong and of good courage. And do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He said, have I not commanded you? This is a commandment God gives us. Be strong and have good courage. Do you feel strong sometimes? No. Do your feelings matter? Not really. <laughs> where, do, where, do you, where does your strength come from? We just read in Psalm 28, the Lord is my strength. My heart trusted in him and I'm helped. That's it. Goodbye. I'm done. No, I'm just kidding. Where does my strength come from? Am, am, I, am I getting that from him? Because he said, wait. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Right? They'll mount up with wings like eagles. Have I not commanded you, be strong. Be strong. How do you be strong? You can't be strong in you. You're not going to be strong by going and pumping some more iron. You're going to be strong by waiting on the Lord. Waiting in faith. I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's right here. This, getting in here, out of here, makes me strong. Everybody say it in a high-pitched voice. Strong. Strong. Makes us strong. Be strong and of, I'm kind of quirky today. So <laughs> be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Does fear sometimes try to come? Are we supposed to be afraid? It's an easy, it's an easy answer. Are we uh, like 
does God say, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Why? For the Lord. Listen, he's with you. He's with you wherever you go. He's with you. He's with us. That's his promise to us. I don't care if I walk on the most dangerous street, I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. The Lord my God is with me wherever I go. He's with me. Now we're not gonna be dumb, we're not gonna be stupid, but we're gonna follow the Holy Spirit wherever he says to go, we're gonna go. Because his heart is on people. His heart is about reaching the one that's lost. And he wants to use us, his hands and feet on this earth to go get him, to go love him, to go reach him. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. My God, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Psalm 31, 24 says this. Be of good courage. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All you who hope, which actually means wait in the Lord. That word right there is yakal, and it means to wait, tarry, hope, trust, expect, be patient, and remain in anticipation because you know God's going to do it. You know God, all you who know God is going to do it. Be of good courage, and he'll strengthen your heart. The correct way to hope and wait for the Lord is to steadfastly expect his mercy, his salvation, and his rescue. And while waiting, not taking matters into your own hands. Listen, how many times do we try to push things through, to make things happen, to speed up the process, we just get in the way. We just get in the way and we need to wait on the Lord. We need to wait on the Lord. We need to say, God, I don't have the answers you do. I don't wanna do it my way. I'm just gonna mess it up. I wanna do it your way. Your way is best. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. I trust you with my whole heart, I trust you with my whole life. And so today, can we just respond to the Lord and say, God, I wanna wait on you. Teach me how to wait on you, God. Help me to not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we don't lose heart, God. We're not gonna grow weary and we're not gonna lose heart, God, because you've already given us a way not to. It's by waiting on you, because those who wait on you shall renew their strength, because our strength, Lord, it comes from you. Our hope, God, it comes from you. So, Lord, I pray that you would fill every single one of us to overflowing this morning, God. Whatever obstacle, trial, circumstance, 
Lord, burden that some of us may be carrying in this room today. God, we lay it at your feet and we wait on you, God. We say with, with patient expectation, God, that you're gonna come through and you're gonna do what you said because you are faithful. You are always faithful, God. It might not be in our time frame, but our time frame isn't right. Yours is. We thank you, God. We trust you with everything, Lord. And we commit our lives fresh and new today, God, to wait on you, to not grow weary while doing good. Because in due season, we'll reap if we don't lose heart. We love you today, God. We worship you today. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.